Hey guys, welcome to the Cobra Command Collective. This is Coach Jill and, and Coach me, Tiff. Yeah, Coach <laughs> Tiff. All right, guys, today we are going to be talking about a subject that is obviously very near and dear to me and Coach Tiffany's heart, and that is coaching and what the difference is at Cobra Command with coaching. Um, so I'm going to start with that coaching is a art and a science. We're going to kind of break it down, uh, but there are people who are very good technically who are not great at connections, and there are people who are great cheerleaders but not good technically. Like kind of the, the whole um, wide um, breadth of kind of different attributes that coaches have, but we really, really pride ourselves on trying to bring in people who have both the art of coaching, which is having interpersonal connections, uh, and motivation and that kind of stuff with the technical knowledge or the science part of it, uh, to be able to be successful. What do you think, Tiff? I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's <laughs> definitely a science and an art. And, um, at least for me, I feel like the emotional connection part or the ability to, uh, work with people and read people that emotional IQ sometimes is a little, a little more important because you can learn technical knowledge, but that people skills are a little bit harder to teach. Absolutely. And I think yeah. um, a lot of times when people, what they see is a coach who's a really good cheerleader um, right. and can be very motivating, but that's not exactly what um, like that emotional IQ we're always looking for is um, it, it, Emotional IQ actually <laughs> is both an art and a science because there, there's yes. science parts that come into it. Yeah, um, definitely. But wow. uh, we came up with an awesome list of five things that we are that we think set coaches apart, um, and that we're looking for in our coaches here at C3. Uh, and I'm going to let our head coach tell us what those mm -hmm. five things are. Yep. Um, so in order of what we thought was important is the first is safety obviously that's always at the top top of our list here um and then the coach's eye and that's that seeing and correcting that you see in class how we help you guys move a little bit better the next one is technical knowledge and that's that science part we've already talked about then we have accountability and personal connection so um let's just dive right in and get right into safety which we've kind of talked about in two different there's two different types of safety and we can talk about environmental safety and athlete based safety and environmental. We mean like class layout. So nobody's going to get smashed with a barbell um, or jump on somebody who's doing burpees um, or using clips, put some clips on your dang bars, people. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> a big one. I know people probably don't realize that we do this, but Tiff and I sit in this back office and we talk about how we're going to lay out the floor for class. Um, you guys see it a little bit like when we do Friday night lights for the open and we have all the lanes kind of designated and where everyone's going to go. But we actually try to do that for most classes. Um, but oh, yeah. again, it's, a... it's a balance because there's mm -hmm. places people like to work out too. Yeah. People start 
we're such creatures of habit. If you have your spot, you always want to go to in class. I feel like sometimes we really throw people through a loop. If we all of a sudden move and we're like, nope, barbells are going over here today and boxes are going over here. Um, you can tell the people that really have their spot and are attached to it. Sometimes that's a little hard for them. Yeah. But, but that is a job of a coach to make sure that the room is spread out. Um, that athletes are where they need to be. That's one thing, like you said, I, I throw a lot of athletes off because I hate when the athletes go behind that back little rig. Oh yeah. Like away from the main group. And, and I actually hate it for two reasons. One reason is the safety part because I'm not going to be able to see you move. No. Well, and it's so um, easy as well. The whole group is in one area and only one person's over there. It's so easy to even like forget that that person is there. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. To forget they're there. And then they're not getting the coaching. I think that they deserve uh, on our, on our floor. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that (laughs) irritates people (laughs) because they like the space, but um, a lot of times there's, there's much more that goes into our guidance than what you realize. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then that goes, that's actually a great lead into the, to the second part of safety and that's athlete safety. Yeah. I mean, and that can be anything from making sure we're keeping an eye on your technique so you don't hurt yourself that way, but also, um, like individual skill level and strength level safety, um, and understanding where a person is in their fitness journey and how many, how much volume or how much reps are right how much reps? That was really poor English. <laughs> how much volume is that was amazing. <laughs> I am not editing that out. <laughs> I hope you're all laughing. You're welcome for a little laugh. Today. Um, but even, uh, like, so we all know negative, doing negative pull-ups are a really great way to build strength, but a coach to know what the baseline is if someone can safely do a negative and if they can how many can they do um into even taking into account like progressive scaling if someone continues to make their movement easier and easier as they get deeper into the reps that they're really at a risk for injuring themselves um or putting themselves at risk for rhabdo yep um which is why whenever we do ghd sit-ups or negative pull-ups or um strict pull-ups you guys are probably hounded by every whatever coach you have about what's the baseline strength for you to be able to do the next step up um, yeah we talk about that a lot with ghds and, oh, and that's just because the ghd is notorious yes you're uh, doing for... a, a range of motion that's you if you haven't done before it's just a huge range of motion your muscles aren't uh if they need to be worked into it i should say yep Yep. Um, another good little example of that you see built into uh, class plans and warm ups because that's a part of safety too, making sure people are warmed up enough. When we do handstand push ups, we almost always kick up to the wall and do three negatives because that's a really good baseline. If you can't do a negative handstand push up, you probably shouldn't be doing attempting handstand push ups on the wall. Yes, mm-hmm. very true. And, um, but also what a great way to build strength. Oh, totally. Right? And yeah. to, and to test your range of motion oh. in a safe environment. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but well, that's a r- really good lead into number two, Tiff. Oh, and yeah. that's the coach's eye, right? So yep. sometimes, um, in the warm up, we're able to see things that we're going to use in the workout to help coach you to a better position or modify you to be able to do something that 
still elicits the desired stimulus, but may not be the exact same movement. Right. Um, well, and so all of these kind of intertwine a little bit. They do. Yeah, they definitely all do. They're kind of, uh, a bunch of little tributaries leading to the main, the big giant river of coaching. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a great analogy. I love that. Um, but yeah, that seeing and correcting, and that's the part where when we are in class and we're all broke out with empty barbells or doing some skill buildup for a gymnastics movement and the coach is coming around and cueing you to pull your knees back more or keep your feet together in your kip. Those are the little things where that, that science and that technical knowledge, um, the science part of coaching really come into play because those are the things that help you get better technique. And those are the things that you cannot always see on yourself. Like I like I like to tell people a lot when they're lifting, especially Olympic lifting, like you may not feel what's wrong with your lift, but I can see what's wrong with it. And then I can help guide you to Mm -hmm. feeling it. Yeah. Right. Like that, well, that's the, the goal as an athlete. We can't go off of something feels good or bad or weird or comfortable because if we've been doing it wrong, the wrong way probably feels comfortable. And if exactly. somebody puts us in a good position, it probably feels weird because we're not used to that position. So having that coach there too, and that's that um, kind of emotional IQ again of knowing yep. how much coaching to give someone and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the coach is, the seeing and correcting can be done in both the large group. A lot of times that's what you see, what Tiffany was talking about with the warm ups, where we have just the empty barbell and we go through repetitive positions and maybe we make you hold something mm-hmm. uh, static in a position while we go around and fix people so that they feel what they're supposed to feel at that position. But then obviously during our strength or skill and during our workout, those coaches are going around trying to help you get into better positions for that uh, as well Um, all throughout class. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think we're all athletes here. We understand that when we're in our warm up or when we're doing those empty bar movements on the coach call that we might be focusing on things that as soon as it's three, two, one, go, those things we're focusing on tend to go out the window. And we're just moving fast and hard. And then we forgot to do those little tweaks. So having a coach come around and give cues during the workout is also very important. So we, we've talked about that in, in a previous optimizing your results yeah. episode um, that to have our best results also to be able to, to see improvement every day, we need to be aiming for 85% of our reps to be good reps. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And you can't do that when you're the athlete and your competitive side comes out and is three, two, one go, and you're just going, but that's what the coach is there to help you right. achieve. Right. They're trying to help to, to see the movement and fix it for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, coaches really make their money. The coaches, I, we talked about the seeing and correcting, but they also had need to have a little bit of cheerleading in them to push you a little bit, you know? Yeah. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a little bit here. Yeah. But so Tiff, this actually leads in really well. Something else that happens in that class environment um, that coaches bring back to you is feedback on the programming and on athlete movement on the large scale. So also why it's important we record scores. Right. So, um, oh, keep going, Jill. If you were going to. Well, I was just going to say a lot of times. Um, I know you and I had a conversation. It was probably back in like 
January or February now. Um, the last couple of weeks have been a blur for me. Um, but we did a day where we did overhead squats and I came to you and was like, what I saw was not what we need to, to be seeing and, and do snatches tomorrow. And you were like, absolutely. And we completely reworked the programming that week. Mm -hmm. Um, just because people were blown up. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, and yeah, we get feedback. The coaches will come back with feedback on people are blown up or that workout killed people. Um, or even if we notice as a population that, um, like when I first came on board, there was a lot of, um, desire for more gymnastics work that yeah, the yeah. community as a whole wasn't excelling in that area as much. So, we adjusted things and we made a game plan and moved forward. And you guys have seen, um, I don't know, at the, right at the beginning of the year, we put out our overarching programming themes and that's to help make sure we accomplish all those things. Um, but in that feedback we get from coaches and looking at trying to make movements better, we try to make the daily programming give time for coaching uh, yes. And we always take that four to six minutes to do empty bar drills or do skill gymnastic skill drills um, instead of just packing the entire class with back to back Metcon strength drill, which you will see at some gyms where it's just like it's constant movement. But you there's not time to actually connect with people and coach them to good positions if you're constantly rushed. Oh, totally. Um, and I can tell my brain gets a little more biased to the science part because I'm looking at it that we need this many minutes to focus on drills because I want to get athletes this many reps. And also if we have 15 people in class, we need to have 15 to 30 reps of practice or a drill so that the coach can see one or two reps for every single person. So that impacts the class plan. But you brought up something yep. that I totally didn't even think of. And that's that time to connect. If you are going from the time class starts, like, all right, guys, let's warm up. All right, guys, go grab kettlebells. All right, guys, go set up your bar. And you never have that chance to say, hey, how's it going today? Are your shoulders kind of sore? Um, how's your home life? Like, those are also things that that's what the part, the community part that people love about CrossFit and why it's so valuable to have a coach that really cares about you. If the if day or the hours jam packed, there's not time for that. That's, that's very true. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to use that Tiff as a lead in back to coach's eye. Um, because, um, I have a couple of athletes that I do, um, accessory Mm -hmm. programming for we've talked about this a couple of times I really really enjoy the challenge of writing accessory workout for athletes based on their weaknesses and a coach's eye and a knowledge or connection with that athlete is what allows us to be able to do that and have results um so an example that I'm going to give, I think I've actually used this example in the podcast before. So I'm sorry if uh, this example is old, but um, Andrew Ingalls, I've been programming for, huh, it's almost been a year of accessory print training and he has come so far we, and we've been having some amazing PRs. But a couple of months ago in class when he was just moving, um, not self. And I knew he had a lot of outside stresses going on because of that connection. But that day, it 
watching him, I was like, I can't coach him to a better movement. It's not that it's not that his mind isn't there for technical movement or that he's just got minor things. It's that his central nervous system is completely tapped out from the stresses of his life and he needs recovery. Right. And that, that right. goes back to the coach's eye being able to pick up on that. But then it also, and where it really, really comes in is that connection with your athletes. Right. Cause you knew, so you knew what was going on in his outside life was causing him stress. In addition to he's like a gym hound and is in there all the time. <laughs> um, it's so a happy place. Yeah. But. Which, so that's very valuable, but also the ability to see that, um, I think anyone who's trying to learn a new skill or anyone who's recently gone through fundamentals and tried to learn snatches, there comes a time when your coach will be like, okay, that's enough. Yep. Like you might not feel physically tired, but we can recognize that your body is starting to make mistakes and movement patterns that it shouldn't be making. And at that moment where you can tell your ne- central nervous system is done and we need to give it a break and either that might be take a rest or it might be like, go do something mindless yep. or just change or just change or just gears. do a different movement. Yep. Yeah. Just change gears. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like that we've hit coaches. I, that's a, that's just such a huge one in this. Um, and it, it just spans so wide. So, Oh, definitely. Definitely. But I think a big part of it or a base of that seeing and correcting is that a coach can't see and correct very well if they don't have great technical knowledge. Um, And that's the thing that I know me, I know you, we've talked about it so many times um, and we work on it with our coaches development program with all of our coaches. And that's building that technical knowledge base. Yes. Um, CrossFit though, as a, as an entity, in, in the uh, fitness realm has done such a great job of breaking technical knowledge down into points of performance, into tenants of fitness, like all of these edible pieces that, that make technical knowledge, uh, something that you can, that's, that you can learn along the, along the way. And it's free and accessible to everyone. Like you can go, go to CrossFit.com. When they revamped their website about a year ago, they changed it from a fitness platform, which is what it was. It always has been as here, come here and do your workout. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had like, probably the best thing was their database that if you didn't know what a movement was, you could search it and there'd be a video explaining it. But now the entire website, yes, it's still putting out workouts, um, and yes, they used to, can still search the videos for the movement, but every day are multiple articles about fitness and about health and wellness. Um, and some of them get really, really deep and sciencey, but some of them, like their handbooks are free to download for anyone. And they break down every, any movement you can think of into the easiest points of performance. Like a monkey could do it. Yeah. They, their value out there that they've put out there is it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing sport, sport, uh, industry, whatever you want to call it to be a part of because of that. But it also, because it's accessible means that we're looking for coaches who have a solid grasp on those things. Oh, yeah. And we're, yes. we're constantly, like you said, in our coach development program, trying to advance the experience base of our coaches on the technical yes. side. Yeah. And that can be a couple different things that could be that, um, 
doing seeing and correcting drills where we break out and have a coach. I just want you guys to imagine being put in this spot because it kind of makes me feel bad to do it to the coaches, but I also know we're, we're just all trying to get better. Um, we have them teach a movement just like they would teach it in class, but we all, they teach it to one or two coaches and we all watch and then we critique them and we say, you know what, you should have, you forgot to say this specific point of performance. You for, you didn't correct, this person didn't have their hips down low enough and you forgot to correct them. Um, or you just talk too much. Like we really critique each other on making sure we have the science down. Um, and it's just really cool to see. But yeah. building that technical knowledge is such a big thing. Um, and yeah, and we try to use everything for it too, because technical knowledge doesn't just span when you're coaching on the floor, but it, it really comes into when we're programming right. for the gym, programming for individuals. And then like when it really comes into play is when you're individually coaching an athlete during a group class or you're modifying somebody. Oh, yes. To be able to know this, what the intended stimulus is. And, um, usually the longer you've been coaching or at least the more time and effort you've put in, you start to build a tool bag that you can just pull out. I always call it my bag of good to go. It's like, you know, this substitution is going to be great for this. Or you, and instead of only having one t- movement substitution, like, you know, of at least six. So if the first <laughs> one doesn't work, you can just go right to the next one and right to the next one. And that athlete doesn't miss a beat in class because you can just quickly help them. Yep. Absolutely true. Um, but then in even studying, I feel like you get so geeked out and I really love it when you, when you start talking about ATP refill and energy systems. <laughs> um, and that's a huge part of technical knowledge um, and program development, either for the community or for an individual. Yeah, I geek out because, like, people don't realize, like, how much we think about desired stimulus Mm -hmm. and working under load and working under tension and, like, these things that that really um, elicit hormone responses. (laughs) But it it does geek me out. But it also geeks you out. I want you to. I do do love it. I do love it. Well, I mean, I was, like, a biology major, so I super geek out on it. Um. But then when we get to apply it to our passion like of CrossFit and what is the weight and reps that will get us right on the edge of pushing that energy system and then how much rest or recovery do you need to give them before we tax it again so that we can continue to increase their capacity of that energy system. And sometimes that work rest is actually just rest in a workout. Yep. And sometimes it's moving on to a different body part and then coming back to that one um that's like the greg glassman like coming up with fran is a stinking genius because he found a way to do the simplest workout and completely tax oh so he took a basic push pull a put a push with your thruster a pull with your pull up put it together and then put it with a intensity level or rep scheme that allowed you to work in an anabolic threshold time frame. It's oh. insane. <laughs> like, it, no, so, and that's the thing about like, it. It yeah. really is. And then if you start like looking at the work to rest ratio, like you worked and pushed just hard enough. And this is why it's so important to do the intended stimulus of a workout, not just doing the workout as it's written. Um, because if you do it right, you push right up to the level of 
death on yeah. the thruster. Mm-hmm. And then you then your legs recover while you go do pull-ups. And then your legs are recovered just enough. And that next rep scheme is just small enough that it sucks yeah. the perfect amount. <laughs> and then it leaves you complete, like, you never thought that you could, like, taste pennies in a three-minute right. or four-minute <laughs> workout, right? Right. And yeah. literally need to lay on the floor three times the amount of time you worked. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's brilliant. But that that stuff, like, really, you're right. It really, like, geeks me out because um, – because so honestly, like <laughs> I, you get that way because of like the just straight intensity of the workout. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm like, now I'm geeking out, Tiffany. Wait well, a minute. Well, <laughs> we're not going down this rabbit hole because I feel like this is what then we will start talking about. Um, rep loading and that like too many things too many things let's but, stay on topic but a, a coach does need to have a technical knowledge of it oh yeah they need to have that, that understanding and and I mean once you, you get a very basic um measure of that or test of that when you do your level one you get a little bit deeper as you get your level two and then hopefully um obviously you can go on to the other levels but even if a coach stays a level one forever as long as they are always trying to dig deeper and get more technical knowledge I feel like that's what's important absolutely true yep and that's actually so like the conversation about like understanding um the CrossFit knowledge base is a great um transition into our fourth point of coaching which is accountability Uh, And accountability is not just making sure that you show up every day, though that is a big part of it. We do want you to show up every day. We do want to be a friendly face that welcomes you. But part of that is us knowing you as an athlete and holding you accountable to your ability level. Oh, yeah. And that can go either we watched you just do a squat and we're like, that was looked so light. You need to go heavier. Or it could be the other way. And hey, you're not moving fast enough for this workout. You need to take some weight off the bar. Um, yeah, it goes both. It goes both ways. Or I know your capacity. Let's pick it up. Oh, here's yeah. what I want you to do in this workout where it's like almost as having a coach in a room almost allows us to customize the workout to you on Definitely. the accountability side of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I know that when we did um, great, was it great? It might. We did grace in the fall, right? Um, and I think you had that if you could do sub three minutes, you should scale up. And uh, I, I had a whole conversation with Coach David about what was your, what's your time on Grace? Because I knew he had to be close to three minutes. Yes. And I think he told me it was like 316 or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you, were, you were heavier and probably not crossfitting at Cobra Command at that time. Yeah. So let's go ahead and scale up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're still going to be sub three. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, and, but he straight told me if I hadn't have talked to him, he probably would not have scaled up just because he didn't meet that criteria in the past. Yeah. And that's, I mean, but by the coach knowing you and holding you accountable to your ability, we were able to, to get the correct stimulus for that workout. Right. And that's, I mean, it's so easy, I feel like, to um, just do what the whiteboard says. And mm-hmm. the coach accountability can 
hold you accountable to no, you need to do more because this is in your wheelhouse. And it can also kind of that coach accountability, a, a coach knowing you, I don't want to call it accountability. If a coach knows you, they can also give you an out. Like if your, your ego is wanting you to do something that maybe you shouldn't. And yes. Your coach can say, Hey, you know what? We need to back this off. You need to do this. Sometimes that's all you need is for someone to be like, it's okay to not. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. Right. Mm-hmm. So accountability is a really good lead into our current situation. So, um, with the COVID-19, um, stay at home orders, C3 transitioned, uh, to an all customized online coaching platform, yeah. um, where we write workouts, uh, we have a baseline workout that the whole gym is doing, but then we customize it for each and every member in the gym. But what really makes it different because you don't have the accountability of coming into the gym is that accountability and personal connection with the coach. Right. Like on your phone, at your fingertips at home. Right. Right. And if you don't put in your workout, that coach is going to be messaging you and saying, Hey, what's going on? Is everything going okay? Like, you missed a couple. Let's get back on. Yeah. So I feel like actually now accountability might even be higher than it normally is. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, which is, which is kind of awesome. But because of that, we've had some really awesome candid conversations. Like we know that like working out at home is not right for some people. I, I mean, I'll volunteer. I know it's, I'm one of those people. I do way better when I'm in the group. Um, I just don't. I get, I get like an 85% effort when I'm at home. Yeah. Uh, I've had a couple of people tell me like what they leave on the floor at the gym is not what they leave on the floor at home. Oh, and it's, it's hard. Sometimes like if you, like I'm a competitive person, I like to believe I'm competitive with myself and actually I am competitive with myself, but I'm, I'm a targeter. So I pick somebody who's slightly better than I am. Mm-hmm. And I put a target on them. <laughs> That's funny. In my, in my mind, right? I was like, wondering where you were like, going with targeter because there's a few different ways I could see where, what it was going to be. Right? Happen. No. Yeah. So I, t- I target that person and I try to like either hang with them or maybe try to beat them mm-hmm. if I know that something's in my wheelhouse. And I know that we have other members in the gym who are that way too. So not having that makes it really hard. Yeah. And everybody has their own. There's some people who are very intrinsically motivated and work out great on their own. Jacob Hepner will say, yeah, yeah, he can do, I mean, Matt Frazier, um, people who can push themselves just in their own head and is amazing. Um, I thrive off of either. I don't, I want to slow down or I go too slow or I want to put the bar down, but if the person next to me doesn't, then I'm not gonna like, yeah. Or if they do, then I'm like, haha, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, uh, it's so true. Me. But when I'm by myself, it's hard to find that um, uh, motivation. Yeah. But hopefully our coaches are, are helping. Like that's what, that's why we set up the system um, so that you have at least some kind of outside push. And that's really what the Zoom classes are for too. So you can connect with the people. Yeah. That you would normally connect with in class. Connect with your class. Have someone push you a little bit. Um, I know in one of the hit classes the other day, um, I gave Casey a hard time because every time when I would be like, there's five seconds left, that was always just right when she took a half a second break to like shake out her legs. 
and <laughs> come on like, girl you can make it five seconds make it to the end yeah you can do anything well you can do anything for a minute let's be honest right but... um oh. so yeah with the the zoom classes we're giving a little bit of that accountability there um and then in true coach making sure people get their workouts logged in yeah um but even also because they're we're we have that main like basic program but then it's individual I know I'm working with a couple moms who are in a very similar boat to me that my kids are young enough that I don't always have 45 minutes to do a whole workout with strength and everything I might have 10 minutes where they're occupied in a mud puddle that I can do a workout and so for some of the ladies moms I've been working with are actually wanting like short super intense but like it needs to be 15 minutes or less because that's how long it takes them to eat a popsicle like, um, and that's and I, awesome. Cause you can do that for them. Yeah. And I know Meredith has mentioned, she's had a couple other people that they have a lot of time right now. They're maybe not at work or they're working from home and they have more time to dedicate to things. So she might like, they might ask for a little bit extra programming. Yeah. Programming. Ugh. Yeah. I know I'm working with a couple of people who are like, throw me some more strength. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that kind of talking about how we're doing this online um from for the most part to help keep people safe in their online programming too you'll see that things are maybe a little bit more conservative um in the programming just because you might not have a spotter there or um we can or it might be a high technical move and we yeah, can't you're not getting see that real-time feedback so it's hard to do yeah you know, just like you said very technical moves um and complex complexes yep and complex complex (laughs) boom (laughs) um but i feel like this the last couple things we've been talking about brings us right to the last thing of why coaching is a difference maker and that's the connection um we if you didn't have that connection with andrew you might not have known that he was really fried in the moment yeah yeah you know um and even the connection a lot going on in life right yeah yeah um, we want to make that when people come to class, whether it's a zoom class or we're messaging them on their online programming, we want those interactions to be fun and entertaining, um, and to have an aspect of friendship there. Absolutely. Like if you think about what's going to make the best hour of your day or what has made your favorite cl- like class, whether it's in the gym or, or out and about, it's probably not all the technical stuff like the technical stuff might be an aspect but I almost guarantee it's the connections made definitely um like the people that you have relationships with the the feedback that you've received like external feedback is huge like Mm -hmm. having somebody tell you you've done good or having somebody who could see your whole movement or celebrate a PR with you or whatever it might be that that's massive to have that connection. Well, and I think we talked about, um, in one of our earlier podcasts about why CrossFit is so awesome. And that to me is the biggest besides the science of the fitness of it is the connection. The human connection is the biggest thing for me. I don't feel like, um, most people have, um, I'll say a deep relationship. And I don't mean that everyone at the gym knows your deepest, darkest secrets and that your coach is privy to everything in your life. What I mean is 
in that moment of you've, you've really bared your soul as far as like you tried as hard as you possibly could. And everyone knows what other, everybody else's burpee face looks like. Um, so you've really like laid it out there for the people in your CrossFit community. Um, and we really get to know each other in a deeper sense. Yeah. So that's like literally in our, our definition of the value of community, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're bonded through sweat. Yeah. Like, whether, like you said, whether you bear your soul to somebody or you tell them your deepest, darkest secrets doesn't matter. You just shared in a experience that bonded you because of the physical toll that it took on your body. Mm-hmm. Like nobody else can know how bad this workout was, but the people who are there doing it with you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but part of that connection, just to loop it back to like the coaching aspect is the emotional IQ of a coach to know when you've had enough coaching and maybe when you need them to just back off and let you do your workout. Yeah. Or Um, when you need a good laugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever it might be. You might have, you know, your little special things with each member. I know like I, Kurt Bowers, I like, I'll yell Curdy Kurt across the gym. Yeah. (laughs) But like those little connections are are what the difference or how Meredith really dropped a knowledge bomb on our class and told them how if they went unbroken, it would be faster. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge the, bomb. <laughs> the forever knowledge bomb. <laughs> uh, unbroken is always better. Let's just leave it at yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but that's the cool part of coaching is getting to have those moments. Like, I feel like a really well-run class that has great programming, that has time for coaching, like the technical side of coaching, but also has time to connect with people. It's not only the best hour of the athlete's day, but it's the best hour of the coach's day. Oh, me and Meredith just had a whole conversation the other day about Mm -hmm. how like not coaching is like, has our hearts a little bit sad right now. Like online coaching is great. And we love when you guys respond back to us and tell us how your workouts went. And when you send us videos, that's my favorite. Yes. Post videos of your workout. I love it. (laughs) because it brings us closer to what we actually get to do. Like my, I can have the worst day on the business side of Cobra command, but the minute I walk out to coach game changer, my whole day will be on a new path. I will come out of that happy. And you know what I mean? Like, Oh my gosh. Amazing. How much that like, so invigorates the other, the Zoom class I did on Tuesday, not the one that had technical difficulties that we jumped to Facebook Live. <laughs> the one that worked out. Um, I was just having a bad day. I, like, Brian works 12-hour shifts, and I think Reese, like, threw SpaghettiOs literally in my face. Like, he Ugh. can get through the baby gate and apparently out of his high chair now. Like, life is just hard, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and I was almost to the point where I was going to text you and be like, do you want to do the Zoom class? I am just not in the right <laughs> headspace. But I'm so glad I didn't because I did that class with all those ladies and it was so awesome to connect with them and see everyone's faces and watch them try so hard. And it just like turned my whole day around. Yeah. So it's if you awesome. guys were on the Tuesday Zoom, you totally made my day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. So like, I mean, that's the real importance of the whole connection because uh, it goes both ways. We want it to be yeah. your best hour, but I also want you all to know that you're our best hour. Totally. Um, and that's why the community at C3 is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, a, a great example of that is just the last couple of weeks. It, it has been very rough on the 
obviously on the business side of things and very stressful. Um, but just as we've been sending out videos and sending out emails, like the response back has just like made me realize that we can get through anything. Oh, definitely. I mean, I feel like like there's a lot of gyms in the community right now that are floundering because they don't have, um, the community, the, the strength and community that C3 has, uh, and we're not like our community is flourishing. Our Facebook group is blowing up all the time (laughs) with everybody posting their things and communicating and the chit chat that happens like before and after a zoom class. Um, it's really amazing. And one thing I know I appreciate about, appreciate about the online coaching right now is I've, I'm really getting to know some athletes that I didn't really know before. Yeah. And that's awesome. building some personal relationships there. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. All right. So that is kind of the five big things uh, that make coaching at C3 different than where you might uh, experience it other places or not experience it if you're working out on your own without a coach. Right. Um, and that, that's kind of the strategic advantages of coaching at C3. Oh yeah. I'm, I've been around many a CrossFit gyms. I've been doing this for double digit years and <laughs> I have yet to be in a CrossFit gym that has put, um, so much time and, or dedicated so many, so much time and of, uh, amount of its resources to developing coaches that have a great balance of the science and art of coaching. Yeah. So hopefully you guys as the members feel that, and hopefully you feel like this was a little insightful into, into like the kind of fine balance that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some coaches who are extremely technical and have struggled on the connection. We've had some coaches who are really good at connecting and struggle on the technical and, and, all of us coaches are different and bring our own personalities and different focuses to it. And that's kind of what makes it awesome. Yeah. Um, but that, that we are actively trying to find the people who can balance all of those. And we're helping to bring our coaches to a balance to give the best mm-hmm. product possible. Yeah. Well, and for an athlete to make sure you find the coach that fills all of those roles for you, because, of all the things we just listed, it's really going to help you increase your fitness. You're going to have a better workout. You have a better hour of your day. Uh, it's just so important to find that. It's going to push you. Yeah. That right person will know how to push you in the right places. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. But all right, guys. Yeah. Thank you. This has been the Cobra command collective. Make sure that you like and subscribe uh, to us and make sure you leave us a nice little review. We would love to hear what you think. If you have any questions that you want us to get after anything like that, make sure you hit us up. Also, you can follow us on social media. Uh, We're on Instagram and Facebook. Just check us out. And then, uh, yeah, guys, that has been the Cobra Command Collective. Command your fitness, command your nutrition, and command your life.